episode on Spotify. You guys are interested in the business industry. So this is the perfect episode for you guys to learn more about business. Maybe you guys want to be entrepreneurs or businessmen or businesswomen. Or maybe you guys want to um, take on a corporate job. So you're going to be learning a lot of insights. You're going to be ha- uh, receiving lots of values from this episode. But if you guys are new to the clubhouse, you're in the right place if you want to become successful. Receive free mentorship about the various industries from top-tier professionals and reach all your dreams. Here at the clubhouse, we delve deeper into the lives of successful individuals in different career paths and how you can do the same. So welcome to the clubhouse where successful people are born and made to inspire others. But before we introduce our special guest for the day, my name is Miguel Mendoza with my partner, Zach Pena. So today we have an episode where Miguel and I are really stoked to talk about, uh, not to be biased, but it's because Miguel and I are interested in entering this field, which is the business space. So our guest today is the president of Great Image, Great Image Group of Companies, and Great Image has won numerous awards such as Most Outstanding Photo Studio, Number One Photo Studio, most excellent, most outstanding photo studio and services. Our guest also won Entrepreneur of the Year Award. Please welcome Bob Paloma. Hi guys. Hi, Hi Tito guys. Bob. I'm so happy to Hi, be Tito here. Bob. Wow, wow. wow it's a pleasure. <laughs> thank you. speaking up with you guys. Yeah, yes. thank you so much for this time. If I have something to do during the this uh, lockdown. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for joining us here today. We're really excited. Looking forward to what you I have am to excited. Share. I am excited. I'm I'm jumping up and down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so Tito, how has your journey been like in business? Like, what's your story? So where did you start in business, and where did you arrive now? Actually. Uh... I started in business. I, w- I used to work for Ayala, uh, uh, one of the Ayala companies, which was uh, AI, Ayala, uh, AIDC. And this was a securities trading firm. And I was uh, one of the money market traders there. And I was there for two years. And I, I really got a lot of exposure in the financial world by uh, s- s- working with them. And uh, that really set the course for me to st- to, to to set off my business career. Uh, along the way, after I left Ayala, after two years, I, I joined another company, which was uh, Ubix Corporation. And I was selling, because uh, I, I felt that the salary in, in Ayala was kind of low and I wanted to make more money. And, and, and one of the ways you can make more money is by selling stuff, you know? So, because the commissions were quite huge. So I joined this company called Ubix Corporation under Bert Bravo, uh, who was also a former city banker and uh, an attorney and uh, also went to uh, UP College of Law. And he was my mentor actually for in business. So uh, anyway, I did very well when I went or when I went to uh, work for him and I sold uh, a lot of uh, these, these copying machines. You know, in the old days, copying machines were uh, the thing, you know, because there were no uh, personal computers in that day. Uh, Wow, giving away my age. But this was in the 80s and 70s and 80s, you know. So because there were no lock, there were were no personal computers, there were no printers. So everyone had to type 
uh, you know, people, if anyone wanted a duplicate of anything, they went to the Xerox machine. And so uh, this, this is the machines that I was selling to, uh, to corporations. I was pretty successful there in Ubix and I won uh, the Salesman of the Year award there also. And uh, uh, after spending around five years in, in Ubix, I wanted to uh, actually, um, you know, this Bert Bravo, he's a, ter he's, a I, he's a tough boss, man. He's one of these, um, what they call it, eight personalities, you know, really, really yeah. tough. And by that mean to say he was a terror. He was he would just he would just scare the wits out of you every day. He would he would so demanding, so so you know he it's like Duterte but times two. You know he would just cuss <laughs> you out all the time. You know, yeah. and so and he would always if you do one small mistake he would always you know make make me feel like two inches tall. So when I had enough of him, you know, I, I decided I, I can't work for anybody anymore. If this is how, how my boss is gonna be, yeah. who, who, you know, you know, I don't want to be under person of uh, anybody who will treat you like, like dirt, you know. So I decided that uh, I can't work anymore in a corporation because I had the best of both both worlds before. I was working for Ayala, and I wasn't really really happy with the salary there. I was doing well in Ubix, but I didn't want, but the money was good, but I didn't want to have a boss. So I, I decided to to go on on my own where I can you know, uh, be my own boss. And I think that's pretty important. Be your own boss where you have your own time, where you have your own sweat and tears and you can see the result of all your effort come to fruit. So I decided to go out on my own. My first venture actually was um, having copy centers, you know, you know, these copy centers, I don't know if they have, if you go to a national bookstore, there's a copy center, Xerox center. I used to own these things in, in the national bookstore things. I had uh, many outlets in national bookstore. And um, that, that's how I got my first break. I, I, I had uh, these copy centers in national book and they were making a lot of money. You know, national bookstore saw that I was making so much money. They they decided to take away the copy center business on their own, and uh, yeah. do it on the and do it on their own. Take it away from me because I was doing making a lot of money, uh, xeroxing, um, uh, offering zero zero xeroxing services to other people. Can you imagine? You pay twenty cents and you charge. You are uh, my cost is around twenty cents, and then. These, I would charge a peso 50 for a copy. So I was really making a lot of money then. And when I, you know, some days I'd make 10,000 copies a day. You know? So it was really, uh, prof that was really a profitable business for me, making, having a, a, a copy center on my own. And I had a lot of them in all the national bookstores. So if you multiply that, I was really, had a lot of cash in, during those days, you know? So, then, uh, but I wanted to expand, expand further, you know. And so, uh, one day, uh, uh, I heard that uh, I you guys weren't born when I, uh, when the SM first SM Cobal was built, right? 
the, S the first SM Kubao was built in, I think, 1984 in Kubao. And this was before SM City, SM Mega Mall, um, uh, after Makati, of course. But after Makati, the next SM was SM Kubao. So I heard that they were offering spaces in SM Kubao. And I, and, I, and, I, and I applied for space there in SM Kubao. But they said to me, if you want a, you want a space in SM Kubao, uh, you have to put up a certain kind of business. And I said, yeah, sure. What kind of business do you want me to put up? And they said, um, they want me to put up a, a, photo, a photo business. You know, you know in, my, in my passion, in my zeal, to put up, to get a space in SM, I said, okay, okay, I'll do it. I'll put up a photo business if, you, if that's what you want. And so uh, they said, okay, okay, um, uh, we'll give you the space. We'll give you the space. And uh, lo and behold, I got the space. I was so lucky we, I got the space in SM Kubal. And that started the first chain of SM, of Great Image. Uh, by the way, Great Image is, refers to uh, 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 the, the first chapter in Genesis where it says that uh, you, that we are ourselves are made in the image of God. So actually uh, when I heard that, when I read that, I said, well, this is a terrific, this is a great image. So that God had made us in the image of God. And so that's the reason why I called it great image, you know, so. It's really in reference to that Genesis pas passage, uh, pa uh, passage that I read there. So that's just a sideline that I want you guys to know that it's great image came, the name came from the, uh, that Genesis pas passage in the Bible. So yeah, so ever since we got that space in SM Kubal, uh, every time I, I always made sure that uh, even if we were losing money, because in the first couple of years we were losing money, uh, I always made sure that I paid my rent on time. Uh, I wanted to uh, uh, establish a, a good track record with SM, so uh, they they wouldn't. Uh, so every every time they would put up a mall, because they they would tell me, oh, after SM Kubal comes SM North Edsa, then after North Edsa there's SM SM Center Point. Uh, I heard that from them, and then, uh, you know, I, I said, hey, I better keep my record on my financial record with SM good, so that, or, or outstanding, so that every time uh, an SM comes up, uh, they'll include me in their list of uh, uh, clients. So that's what I did. I made sure that uh, my, record, my record was spotless, and so every, so, the record speaks for themselves. So every time an SM go, goes up, uh, we they give us give me a space. So after all of these SMs, we have almost a uh, uh, hundred stores that most of these most of them located in SM. Thanks to of course not only our spotless record in SM, but of course to the hard work of um, my team, especially my wife and all the employees. It's not just due to my effort. I, of course, I have to acknowledge everyone there was in the beginning, you know. So in, in the beginning, of course, um, 
I was the jack of all trades because in uh, our shop in SM Kubao, I was the I was the secretary, I was the driver, I was the I was the clerk, I was the photographer, I was the I was everything I, because I, I I couldn't really afford to hire uh, other people. Most people were just a, a staff of three: a secretary and a photographer. So we started out that way for uh, for about a year so in that one year uh, it was really a lot of sleepless nights of just uh, making sure that all, all the all, all the our customers were happy I was you know how did we gain market share in the beginning by actually um, by undercutting the prices of all our competitors actually and so they noticed that and so because I really didn't have a a record to to speak of as far as photos said uh, as far as the photo business uh, uh, was and so the only reason I I was able to get a lot of clients in the beginning is uh, by charging a little bit less than what my competitors did so that that's my uh, journey I, I was uh, uh, first uh, a bank guy or a finance guy with Ayala. And then I was a salesman for Ubix. And then I was a copy center operator. And, and now uh, ultimately I'm, 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 I'm an entrepreneur. And that's, that's me. And uh, I want to be really known as an entrepreneur because you know, entrepreneurs really take a gamble. When I, when I first applied in that shop, shop in uh, SM, I didn't know nothing about the photo business. I didn't know anything about it, you know, but I just I just uh, looked at my competitors and see, saw what they were doing, and I and I and I said I, I could do this too. I could do this too. I just have to hire the, the right people to make sure that, the, that that they taught me the ropes. And lo and behold, luckily we got some people from uh, from from the from the outstanding studios at that time, and they uh, they agreed to join my staff. So it was also uh, uh, a learning process for me in the beginning, very much a learning process because I didn't know, again, I was uh, uh, very innocent as far as the photo business was concerned, you know? And uh, the only, I, I only knew photographer, I only knew photography as, as a hobby because I used to, uh, have my own cameras. I, I had attended a few uh, photo uh, seminars, even though uh, it was a hobby. I had attended. I remember a uh, seminar I attended with under, under the father of uh, of, uh, of Valenciano, uh, of uh, the father of uh, that singer. Uh, what's his name? Uh, anyway, this famous singer, uh, uh, Valenciano. Gary. Gary, he, his, his father was a, a photographer and I attended a, a few courses under him. And uh, uh, that, but, I, but at that time when I took those courses, uh, the, the, the SM wasn't offered to me, but I was interested in photography. But as a business, I, I, but as a business, I didn't know anything about it, about it but as, a, uh, as an art form, I did know about it, you know? So, uh, that really emboldened me a little bit to take that offer of SM to to 
to open that Photoshop. You know, actually, they were the ones who decided what shop I was to open, not me. But if I had my choice, it wouldn't have been photography, really, because I, I wasn't really that familiar with SM. But, but you know, uh, they were the ones who, who called the shots. If you want the shot, if you want to join SM, this is what we want because we're lacking in that in our product mix to that particular. Uh, the, and they're locking in that in that product mix to their customers. So they, my hats off to them because they they really know what to offer to their customers. So uh, after SM Cobal, we opened SM City, and then uh, we opened, uh, which did quite well. Uh, uh, and you know, in our first forte in photography, we're offering uh, events. You know what they call. Uh, uh, weddings, you know, and that was what the thing that we offered for initially, just doing weddings and uh, special events, just cover them, cover those things. And uh, uh, sometimes we hit as many as uh, 15 weddings uh, Saturday, or sometimes uh, on special occasions, we hit as much as 25 weddings and in wow. one in one day can you imagine that and so that took a lot a lot of stress on me and because uh, uh, you know you you want to do a wedding it has to be perfect you know though they expect so much from you even though your prices are low they one mistake and you're in deep deep trouble so i had to uh make sure that the people that we hired for these wed weddings were very, very capable, and um, that's the way we, and uh, very capable and very uh, trustworthy. Again, uh, we hired a lot of the personnel from our competitors, and that's how we uh, we got to do all of these weddings. And after the wedding phase, we got into studios, studios. So that's the way we trans trans made the transition from. Uh, doing just weddings to photo studio, but now nowadays we studio is still popular. Uh, let me just put it to you this way: uh, in every home, uh, there is a kitchen, right? And in spite of having a kitchen in every home, there's an analogy. Uh, people want still, even though they have, a, they can cook their own food, and they have their own iPhone, which takes special or great photos too. Why is there still a need for photos? Well, uh, just just like the analogy with restaurants is, just like restaurants, people go to restaurants to get better food. In the same matter, when people, uh, even though they have iPhones, they go to photo studio for, of course, better photos. So that, that, that's the analogy I want to make. Can you imagine? Um, people always tell me, uh, isn't that a, a dead business, uh, uh, mm. photo studio? Because, you know, mm. every Tom, Dick, and Harry has a phone in his camera. Uh, well, maybe for, that's not true. The analogy is, uh, the more they want to go to a photo studio because they want to have excellent photo studio photo pictures and to get excellent photo pictures uh, you have to go to a photo studio right 
And uh, a photo mm -hmm. studio is not only for taking pictures, it's also marks an occasion. You know, for example, you, uh, Mother's Day, Father's Day, uh, Christmas or New Year's reunions, birthdays, graduation days. On those special occasions, people find it more, uh, uh, they want to mark those occasions by having a special photo. And what better way to have a special photo than going to a photo studio? So on those days, we, we do quite well. We, we, there's a special occasion days, like uh, uh, for example, on New Year's, New Year's Eve, day, day one, uh, where they have all these family reunions. Family reunions are a tradition in the Philippines. So those are the days that we, they're like that. And, we, and so those, those days we do quite well. So photo studios are not, uh, are not going to become per se. On the contrary, they are, they are part of the Philippine uh, landscape. Definitely. And I think it will, will be, be forever. So it's definitely, the point is I'm trying to make is in spite of all those all those iPhone cameras, well, our business is doing quite quite very well. See? So that's my transition from from again from now uh, I'm a little a little bit uh, semi-retired. My wife's taking the reins of, of the business and uh, I'm more um, doing a more on uh, other things to to bide my time so yeah that's that's it uh, i hope you found that not too boring and uh, uh, the things that i think you can learn is that sometimes you really have to um take a take a take a gamble on yourself believe in yourself to make that first step you have to say to yourself yes i can do it yes i want that yes i want to do it successfully Yes, I want to prove to others that even though I, I may not be the expert, I can gain expertise by learning from others and eventually master the field and be successful in that particular endeavor, no matter what it is. If you follow those steps, if you really, really have the guts, you can do it. You can do it no matter what the field is. And I think that's what Great Image really taught me, is that those particular things that you really, really have to really take the first long jump to something. Like I said in the beginning, I had to take that long jump. I didn't want to become an uh, employee all my life because all my friends would tell me, especially my mom, you'll never become rich by being an employee. You'll never, you, you'll never, you'll never go anywhere if you don't set it up on your own. And I, and, and I, I believe in that. I believe in that. And unless you do it on your own, you're not going to make it big time, you know. And, 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 and another thing that guided me to the, to the success is that in the early days of my, in my, in my adventure, every night I would cry myself to sleep. Not because uh, of the of the workload, but I would cry to uh, our Lord and the Savior, please help me success in this particular thing endeavor that I had. I remember the first couple of weeks of Great Image. I would plead with our Lord and Savior to help me, to guide me, 
give me, give me his wisdom in doing this. And I, ultimately, of course, I credit him for giving me that, the courage, the passion to succeed. Without that, I really, I really know deep in my heart, if I didn't come to my Lord, I would not be speaking to you today. So those three things, uh, have the courage, ask guidance from our almighty, and, and have the courage and the guts really, really, really to, to take that first step, no matter what endeavor it is. Because you know the, the mind of a, a guy, a man is, is, is always, is always quenching for knowledge. Me in the early days, I was always quenching for knowledge on how to succeed, you know. Um, so and, and that's my that's my journey. You know? That's really is my journey, uh, to put it in mildly. Um, it's 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 what's guided me through uh, these last couple of years, uh, from all of these years. I mean, are, are you there, guys? Yes, Tito. Okay. Definitely, yes, Tito. That was such an inspiring. Um, experience. First of all, hats off to you. You're definitely killing it in the photography industry. And there's so much valuable insights that yeah. Miguel and I gained from what you did. First of all, from going through the nitty gritty experience of going in the corporate world, from stepping out of your comfort zone and entering the photography business, having no clue on this photography business. And of course, putting God first, putting God at the center of everything that you do. And it's really amazing, Tito, really, really inspiring. So I, I just oh, I just have a question to ask because there been, there's been this um, thought going in my head on whether I should enter the corporate world first to gain experience from an established company or would you rather um, have someone start their own business already right ahead and uh you know uh do everything well, from scratch of course, from you know uh basing you know my own experience i would really uh advise you your listeners if they're to get some corporate experience in fact uh, what they always say is that if you get two years experience under a corporate uh uh roof that would be great. That would be great because then there, there are so many things to learn under the corporate roof. First is the corporate etiquette, you know. Under uh, Ayala, I learned one important thing is that when you give your word to somebody, you you can't change it. Once you say, once you say, once you say, done deal, Yan. It's a done deal. You 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 have to. You never can't say, oh, pare, that joke joke long. You can't you can't say that. Uh, that's the, one of the best things I've learned from Ayala is done deal, done deal. It doesn't matter what you, whether you've written a hundred co contracts or, or had a hundred signatories. Once you say done deal to somebody, it's a done deal through yeah. thick or thin. And I think that what you really have to learn in the, 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 in, in the corporate world. Second in the corporate world is the, is uh, you need to the one another the advantage to cover is you have to broaden your like what you said you have to broaden your 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 contacts you know you you've got to you just can't 
go out on your own thinking that you know all the right people. When, because I was a money market trader and yeah, I got to know a lot of uh, uh, the right people to contact, you know. Uh, especially I, I got to know the owner of National Bookstore. If I didn't know the owner of National Bookstore, I couldn't have approached him for those copy centers, you know, that we were going to put up there. So, so in other words, it's it, it's a it's a bridge for you to broaden your horizon as far as knowing the right person. Number three, when you go to the corporate world, of course, uh, it teaches you about the morals of uh, of 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 hard work because. If, if it's a really good corporation, they will teach you that hard work pays off in promotions, in bonuses, in, um, uh, and that you really, and, and in bonuses and stuff like that. So uh, one thing I learned in the is that if you work a lot of over overtime, you get noticed, you know, uh, you get noticed. If, uh, once you get noticed, they, Hey, this guy. This guy is good. He's working his tail off, and so that's how I really got noticed in Ayala. So um, you really have to put in the extra, extra sweat and tears for you to get promoted. But at the same time, I noticed that if you put in sweat and tears on your own, that's the way you. It's the road to success. It's it's not an easy road, no matter what it is. Don't everybody tell you that if the road to success is is an easy one. It's not. The road is paved with all detours. You know that uh, detours left and right. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a detour to the basement sometimes. It's detour to the left, detour to the right, before you're going to reach the, the yellow brick road to success. It's never, never, it, it's never going to be easy. So that's what I learned in Ayala because in the beginning in Ayala, I, I took it easy. I thought it was just, you know, just a, a nine to five job. And then they didn't give give me a hoot. And I found, when I found out that they, they counseled me and they said, you got to do this and do that if you want to succeed. That's the time I, ever since I, they told me that, that's the time I, I worked my ass off to working in the corporate world. So my advice is, uh, and another thing, if, if, if you don't have, have any seed money, uh, you really can't start a business on your own, you know, from right off from college. Right. Um, uh, my, my dad, uh, he didn't give me any seed money. Uh, in fact, uh, he, my allowance stopped the moment I graduated from college. He wouldn't give me anything. He said, you have to make it on your own. And so that really determined uh, for me to really to work first because uh, you know I had a lot of barcada at that time a lot of groups group mates and they would always made making me wanted to go out and have a few beers and stuff like that but I, I couldn't join them because I had no money you know so uh, and I, I didn't want them to pay for me so that's really another reason why I really decided to go in the corporate world because uh, I really needed money to, to 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 start my life, you know. And another I, I thing, I, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Dito. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go on. Go on. Yeah, I, I think the the fact that your dad didn't give you any seed money, it actually pushed you to actually try to achieve and you know um, be determined to reach your goals. 
Yes, yes. Um, I don't know if, uh, if we're doing it the right way now by, 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 by you know, spoiling our kids and stuff like that. But I, I hope that they, in spite of the, some kids have it easy in life, they would still know that the, the right way is the, the way of sweat, uh, hard work and tears, hard work and sweat and tears. That's the only way really to, to it, you know? And so yeah. uh, corporate, uh, corporate world, yes, no. But if you wanna, I really can't see the justification for starting it out on your own, unless you're uh, uh, really such an expert that you really uh, can start out uh, on your own. Uh, but I really think two years at minimum in the corporate world would be great, would be great. Okay. Love that. Okay, Tito, so I really like your advice when you said, like basically to everyone listening, you shouldn't make a promise if you can't commit to that promise. Like whatever industry you're in, you should, like if you're gonna make a promise, make sure you fulfill it. So that, you know, that's pro I think that's also proper ethics in every industry. And so Tito, I'd like to ask you a question because I remember you mentioned a while ago that you gained market share because you reduced your costs. So like my question for you is, and like this is to everyone listening also, like, what, what what ways would you recommend to like improve your cost leadership? Uh, cost leadership. Yes, Tito. Like, how how do you reduce your costs? And like, so that you 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 try to reduce your costs so you you're at the advantage compared to your competitors. Actually, uh, when I say cost leadership, is I mean to say our selling price. So if our if our, if, uh, the selling price was of our competitor was was. Uh, was five thousand. I would sell it for a little bit below, or say four thousand five. So uh, the reason for that, for the cost cut, is that because uh, at that particular time, and when you're entering a business, uh, you really have to get noticed. You really have to uh, uh, get noticed. And one of the reasons, one of the ways of getting noticed is was having a lower lower cost, right? So. Uh, um, of course, when I say lower cost, you still have to make a, a little money for you to survive. So I just made sure that uh, uh, the, the selling price of the competitor that who, 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 was, who, who I wanted to undermine was the leading the competitor at, at that time. You know? So if the leading competitor is selling at 5,000, you sell it a little bit lower, say 4,000 or 4,005. So uh, don't just bet. You, that you, the benchmark should always be the number one when you're doing this. To when you should always the benchmark should be your, the your, the number one uh, person in that particular field or industry. That's assuming that uh, of course that uh, your your quality should be superior to the one of your competitor. Uh, you, you, if you lower the price and people say, oh, that's why your price is lower because it's crap. No, no, no. You have to say to the, your customers, my, pro, my price is lower because it's just lower, but it is superior. So right. uh, no, that's the number one thing. Always sell on quality, 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 quality. Don't sell on price because if you sell on price, you that's a that's a doomed strategy because 
your competitors can always match your price. But if you sell on quality, quality is subjective and it's very difficult to match. So I, I, that's the maxim that I follow all throughout my life is that try to always offer your customers the best, the best, the best. I love that. Tito, in, in terms of um, the youth, for example, because I myself, I really want to pursue business and entrepreneurship, but I find myself focusing on a lot of things at once. Like example, I'm doing graphic designing and plan, or I'm doing the podcast also. I, will also have, I also have a side hustle when it comes to modeling. Would you recommend for me to just focus on one thing and build my foundation there and fo- go all in on that? Or should I diversify what I'm doing? Considering that I'm still at a young age, maybe I'm still not so sure on which field in business I want to get into yet. What would you recommend for that? You know, uh, uh, you're still pretty young, so I wouldn't really want to limit your your career choices at this time by just focusing on one one. But all I can say is my advice to you is go into related fields, the fields that you think you are will be interested in the future. Uh, you know, when it comes to modeling, uh, the sideline there is uh, advertising and uh, public relations. So you can go in those related fields. Uh, what was the other one that you were into? Um, I'm all, I was also into graphic designing, graphic, the podcast. Graphic design, there's like, again, there's the, the, the field is wide open for that. You know, it's, uh, graphic design is well, it's a very decided, desired field today, especially when it comes to social media, advertising, uh, everything. So uh, if you're a really great uh, graphic designer, they paid big money for that, you know? Really, really big money for that if you're really great graphic designer. I mean, not just, uh, uh, I mean, graphic designer for, for, for the high end, you know, for, let me say, for, for, for motion pictures, for, for stuff like that, you know? So uh, I wouldn't, re- but on the other side, okay, I, I know what you're trying to say. Uh, uh, if should you master a particular field, once it, listen, in the beginning, uh, I was just like you. I, I had a lot of things on my plate. I, I wanted to to bite into everything that came into my way, <laughs> but I, I but I I didn't know which one tasted the best and which one I wanted to keep in my in, in keep in keep for the long run. My advice is uh, give yourself a, a timeline. When you give yourself a timeline, you know that uh, it's time to let go. Uh, when I reach that particular date and focus on the, on the, on the, on the few that you've chosen. You can't do it forever, what I'm trying to say. You have to give yourself, uh, like any project in life, you have to have a, a timeline. And so you're still going to college, right? Yeah, you're still going to yes, college. Tito. Second year. Second year. So you still have uh, a, at least another five years before you really decide 
on really what field of endeavor that you really want to dedicate yourself to, you know? Don't, 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 don't be too hard on yourself. Enjoy your youth, man. I, that's another advice. Enjoy your youth, you know? You, you, you're only going to enjoy your youth one. And, uh, right. and uh, it, it, in today's youth, you've got every, all the opportunities in front of you. It's, it's up to you to take advantage of all those opportunities that are presented to you. And I may say take advantage of it. I mean to say, um, uh, open your mind to get, get involved in each particular opportunity that comes your way, you know, not only financially, but uh, emotionally, you know? Okay. Yes, Tito. Yeah, that's really, really good advice. I'd like to ask you one more question, Tito. Like, yeah. would you recommend like someone who's aspiring to be a businessman to like take an MBA if they have the means to? Yes, yes. Uh, you know, Tito Tuts took her uh, MBA at uh, uh, Harvard, Harvard University in Boston. Yeah. You know, and, uh, yeah. Uh, of course, I'm not saying to go to Harvard, but uh, when she took when she took that uh, university uh, course, it it opened her eyes to so many uh, uh, things and great image, you know. So then she took her master. Uh, she took her master entrepreneurship in in uh, AIM. So uh, I think uh, uh, if if it's if you have the means to go to take the masters, uh, do it. Do it. It it really uh, it 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 sort of like the it's like the final final missing patch. In the in the brick in the in the whole wall of bricks that is needed, the uh, masters. It it really complements you to be in a, a great businessman, especially if you go to one of the higher education institutions uh, uh, like uh, AIM or or one the ones like abroad. No, take it. Um, uh, the great image benefits from all of these courses that. Uh, Mom Tuts took yes, yes. Yeah, she we, we benefited a lot, you know, from it. Yeah. Okay, so uh, and it, and it makes you learn. Don't think, don't don't think it's just a waste of time or yeah. think of it as that you really again. It's also you learn a lot, and of right. course you, you meet a lot of people there and broadens your contacts also. You know, yeah. you go and, and, and you don't only gain knowledge, but I think you also gain wisdom if you take an MBA. But then, yeah. Tito, we have, we have a very fun question because this is like in the minds of like um, our generation. So the, the question is, and we want to know your advice, love or career? Because <laughs> <laughs> Tito, a lot of people are thinking about that in our generation. Love or career? Or, you, know, you, can't, yeah. you, can't, you can't, you can't live on love alone, you know, you need both actually, both of them. Love for love. <laughs> Not for inspiration. You need inspiration to be successful, so you need love. Yeah, so you need so you need both, what we're trying to say. You need both. Uh you can't you just can't have one without the other. You have to be successful. You can't you can't you can't have love love without having some sort of success. Okay. So you would recommend so you would recommend Tita to go through your career from the start with someone that you love and admire. 
Right, of course, of course, of course. You know, uh, you know what they say, a happy life is a happy life. Happy life. <laughs> happy life, <laughs> happy life. <laughs> yeah, so Tito, to wrap this episode up, we just like to say thank you so much for all this beautiful insights. Miguel and I learned and gained so much value from you. You're definitely killing it out there. So our last question would be, what's one advice that you would like to give to someone who is aspiring to be an entrepreneur or advice in an advice about life in general. Yeah. I have one for you guys. This is Tita Toots. Go Tita. Yes, Tita. You don't have to be the best. You have to be different. So always break the rules, especially on your generations. <laughs> yeah. Break the norm. Be crazy. You know those crazy people, they're the one who's making money. You want to be rich, guys? Or you want to make a difference? Both. Make a difference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> want to make a difference or want to make money? I think make if you a make difference. a difference, you can make money. <laughs> <Same time. laughs> Guys, think of yourself. Think of yourself 20 years, 10 years from now. What do you like? And then your direction should be going to that future. For example, you want to be entrepreneur, you should add value to yourself on that direction. Yeah. Whatever you do, always think, oh, this will this add value to my future or not? And guys, don't take drugs. Yeah. Of course. Always be safe. Yeah. Yes, always be safe. Yeah. So thank you. So, you don't thank have to be the best. You have to be different. Be the, yeah. It's a great advice. It's really great advice. Yeah. So thank you so much, Tita and Tito, for that advice. And thank you to the Paloma family for being a part of this episode. We really appreciate that Isaac and I learned so much in this episode. And I'm sure all our listeners will use these advices um, towards their careers and their goals in life. So to everyone listening to the Clubhouse, don't forget to check out our YouTube and Spotify. Um, we have a post about it so check those links and follow us and subscribe so thank you guys for listening again my name is Miguel Mendoza and I'm Zach Pena see you all next Saturday for another very exciting wonderful. episode wonderful episode. thank you guys thank you thank you yay <laughs>